If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Hey coaches, TJ here. Are you tired of not having a clear roadmap or blueprint for how you get better as a coach? I've spent countless hours searching the web and coaching videos. I've subscribed to dozens of emails to get ideas on how to get better. And I've even been to every coach's clinic imaginable to try and piece together how to be more successful. I've ended up with notebooks and computer files packed with millions of drills, plays, and nuggets of wisdom, but there's no clear game plan for how to use them or how to know what might be missing. Getting better shouldn't be this hard. You shouldn't have to sort through all this clutter to get what you really need. You deserve to have the game plan, the resources, and the experts you need at your fingertips. And you should have all of these things when you need them most. And that's why we spent the past year creating a new program for coaches called Key 5 Coaching. It's a one-stop shop for all coach education, inspiration, and support you need to get better as a coach. We recently opened up 500 membership spots to our PGC coaching community and the spot sold out in less than 36 hours. So you can't get in presently, but I highly recommend adding your name to the wait list for when we allow additional coaches to get in. Just go to key5coaching.com and take 30 seconds to sign up for the wait list. You can read all about the key five pillars of coaching while you're there. That's key5coaching.com. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine, broadcasting here in Washington, D.C. Just finished up with the Washington Mystics practice, and we've got one of their guards, Shatari Walker Kimbrough, University of Maryland, fellow alum here. Yes, appreciate you. <laughs> thanks for spending a few time, hey, a few minutes with us. Me. Thank you for having me, guys. I, I, I noticed out there just during, during practice, you're, you're in your third year now, but you're not afraid to speak up, uh-huh. okay? Uh-huh. And it was on display. You know, there were moments where you're speaking up, is that just kind of always been your style of leadership? Are you someone who's comfortable in that, or did you kind of have to evolve into that? Yeah, definitely evolved into it. I mean, if you see something, say something. Um, I mean, we're all really we're all pros, we're all professionals here, and I mean, I feel like we would be holding the team back if we don't speak up and say something. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people have they, they don't understand that concept. Uh-huh. It's totally right. Rookie year though, like what what changed now? Is there something that's mm-hmm. been like a mental shift for you from a leadership perspective going into your third year? It's yeah. like. Was it intentional? Was it actual conversation? Like, hey, when I go into this season, I'm going to be different? Was it actually a conversation um, like that? I would say my first two years I was more observing, just trying to learn um, and try to see how the other leaders act, um, acted and responded to certain things um, and just trying to um, emulate what they do um, and, and add, on, add my own little twist to it. Um, and, it wasn't, and I didn't try to force it or anything. I just tried to stay with my, you know, my same personality. And if, if I see, saw something, I, I would say something. And then it's all about just that communication and not just talking but also being able to to receive as well mm, like that so i heard c say see see something say something mm-hmm. is that something that you guys talk about or mm-hmm. where did you learn that i think christy mentioned it too mm-hmm. you know see something say something is that uh, a habit you maybe you learned in maryland you learn uh-huh. here with the mystics is it or is it something you just picked up somewhere else um 
It was more of a, I guess I we kind I kind of picked it up at Maryland, mm-hmm. um, especially when I when I was going into my senior year, um, because I always had the people in front of me were always really vocal. So when they left, like it, it was my time to step yeah. up, and I was kind of forced into that position. And I'm I'm thankful that I was forced into that position. Um, and yeah, like I mean, like I mean, coach, like coach would kind of sit me down, and we would have that one-on-one talk. Like I mean, you you're not making us better if you're quiet. Mm. You know, players always listening listening to this, they have a desire to get to the next level as most players do. Mm-hmm. I want to get to the next level. I want to play at the highest level. Mm-hmm. As someone who's now played at the highest level and is currently playing at the highest levels, talk about some of the dynamic differences between mm-hmm. the different levels of high school, college, and pro. Like what is happening now uh-huh. that may not have been happening at your last stop and, and then yeah. the stop before that? Yeah, I was actually just talking about this. Um, one thing is as a pro, you're kind of on your own. Um, it, you're it, you're a professional. You're it's it's your full responsibility as as far as you know getting the right sleep, eating the right way, getting in the gym. You you know what your body needs. No one's gonna hold your hand, kind of how they do in high school, kind of how they do in college. There is no itinerary or eat this at this time. So it's kind of like I mean you're an adult, you're a professional. You're, this is a business, so you have to, it's your responsibility to take take care of yourself and make sure that you're prepared to be the best that you can on game day or at practice. How about from an actual playing perspective? Um, being able to show up and 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 do and do it's, it's it's a job you have to do your work um and like i said being able to prepare yourself so that you're at your peak on game days is there you know do, do you get the feeling that there's like a maybe a greater maturity mm-hmm. right is there a greater focus is there a greater um uh energy mm-hmm. you know or some of those elevated yeah definitely um just being able to um come in and, and and having that right that right mindset um and i think that also goes into from all the other things that i named as well um i know for me i'm a, I'm a big reader so just being able to learn and i like i just got done reading um the mamba mentality christy had gave it to me so just mm-hmm. learning from kobe and how he approaches the game and like i said i, I I'm, I'm in my third year so i'm still learning i'm learning from christy i'm learning from elena deladon i'm learning from lebron james kobe bryant because i want to be the best that i can be that's so good i want to take a quick halftime break and come back to it after uh after we catch up with our friends over at team snap thanks to our friends over at team snap for today's halftime communication tip Oftentimes, you'll hear coaches say, we could do this, or we could implement this, talking about new things within their program. I want to challenge you, if you've ever said that as a coach, to take it to one step further and ask yourself, should you do this, or should you implement this? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. For coaches, as we are thinking strategically about what we want to add into our practice, really analyze and evaluate what is best for our team, what is best for our program. And don't just accept the fact that we could do this or we could implement this, but challenge yourself to ask the question, should we do this or should we implement this? Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app being used by over 15 million people across the globe, bringing coaches, players, and parents all on the same page. That's TeamSnap.com backslash hustle. We have a lot of coaches that listen in here, and um, I'm sure coaches have influenced you, and you already talked mm-hmm. about it you know, previously at at Maryland, but throughout your career, what are some positive or or negative as well influences mm-hmm. that coaches have had on you and things that you could pass on to coaches to say, hey, this really affected me mm-hmm. um, a, as a player, and I think this would be a good thing for coaches to do or to stay away from? Yeah, I just think that um, actually me and Natasha Cloud were just having this conversation, but it it goes back to making those deposits. Tosh calls it deposits. So um, me and Brenda, or uh, me and Coach Free, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wish you could see 
see your facial expression on that <laughs> one. <laughs> <Those> trees. <laughs> we, we have those meetings. So those were her deposits. So so we would build that that relationship. So when she would get on me, when she would yell on, yell at me, when she would get in, get in my face or point at me, point at me, I didn't take it the wrong way because she made those deposits. So when it was time to make a withdrawal, it, it was fine. I didn't take it the wrong way. But if she would have never made it made those deposits early on i kind of would have responded differently mm-hmm. but because i knew she had that confidence in me and and she knew and she told me i'm going to be hard on you i want you to be great so in the back of my mind when she was yelling at me i'm like early on and when i was a freshman i was like why is she, why is she yelling at me she's not yelling at so-and-so but as my at, when i would look back i would be like oh she does want me to be great because she was always reminding me mm-hmm. so it was all about perspective and putting those uh deposits in i love that right yeah, like well, yeah absolutely when I, when you uh, when you look back like on high school and, and, and your college career, is there anything you miss about that? And is there times when you can remember other coaches' deposit making deposits, other types of deposits? Yeah, I mean, even I, I was um, a three sport athlete in high school. So what else did you play? I played. I was a triple jumper, a long jumper for the track and field team, and then I was a volleyballer. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I, like my coaches they still reach out to me today. So it wasn't even about the sport at hand. It was about not just Shatori the athlete, but Shatori the woman, the Shatori the, the person. Mm. Um, so when when I when I knew they were making those deposits, it kind of um, reciprocated with me going so hard. For, I wanted to play so hard yeah. for them on the court. So it was like a, it was a two-way street. Yeah. Going back to the multi-sport bit, uh, high school, when did you know you were playing college basketball? Or was it actually like a last minute, like maybe volleyball was still in play, uh-huh. maybe track was still in play? Like when did you decide in high school you, basketball was going to be your thing? Um, I always – it was actually the one I played the longest because I didn't start playing the other two until high school. Um, so I, f- I felt that I was the best. Like the Maryland volleyball team wanted me to play a fifth year. On for the volleyball team, but I was like, if I have a chance to go pro, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose that. Um, but your skill set's good enough that a Maryland team actually would consider bringing yeah, you they on. Yeah, okay. they asked me to play. Okay. They did ask me to play, and I loved I loved playing. And my mom, um, she was always trying to keep me busy. I was the only child, so she always was trying to keep me busy. Um, and I and I loved doing. Well, did you did you feel pressure in high school to to just focus on basketball? You know, that's mm-hmm. such a hot topic these mm-hmm. days, right? Specialization versus multi sport, and mm-hmm. you know the burnout that exists and all that. Did you feel pressure to just focus on basketball and say you know what maybe I should skip volleyball my senior year um I I didn't my mom was my mom was so good at because she she's not a basketball fan so she yeah so she kind of always encouraged me to you know get out and explore I mean you're gonna have you already committed you're gonna have time in the long run to just focus on basketball take this time to have fun with that at the end of the day you're playing it because you 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 enjoy playing what a a great perspective like what a healthy perspective (laughs) she has listen we appreciate you taking a few minutes with us absolutely best of luck the rest of the season and keep crushing it appreciate it absolutely thank you 